Welcome, and thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. Before we begin, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. The podcast is distributed on these platforms every Friday and is included in NAHU's weekly member-exclusive health policy newsletter, The Washington Update, giving you a head start on your weekly healthcare happy hour. Welcome back to the Healthcare Happy Hour after our post-Capital Conference hiatus. And what a Capcon it was. First, we'd like to start by personally thanking all of those who attended for your overwhelming positivity and support, even when we hit some technological bumps in the road. We were able to bring to you legislators from both sides of the aisle, innovative thinkers in health economics, a big name from CMS, NAHU's coalition partners, and of course, our major keynotes, Dr. Deepak Chopra and Shasta Nelson. Today, Marcy and I are joined by Legislative Council Vice Chair Mark Ganya, who also served as this year's CAPCON chairperson to recap the event. This is part one of our Capital Conference recap. Stay tuned for part two coming next Friday. Let's start with day one of the conference, where we were joined by two seriously impressive and engaging keynote speakers, Shasta Nelson and Dr. Deepak Chopra. So first of all, thank you for inviting me to participate. Uh, in this podcast with you guys. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't start out thanking you both for the tremendous work you did to what I think, and I've heard from many, many people in many places around our country, was one of the best, if not the best Capcom they've they've ever attended. Uh, And I think that's quite a statement in a time where we're all suffering through COVID. We can't travel. We can't see loved ones and friends and family the way we would love to. Uh, It was even challenging for us all not to get together, but we were able to pull something together really special and I think we all agree, and we've talked about it afterwards, that we touched a lot of hearts, and that was our intention the entire time. As it relates to inviting Deepak to come and speak with us and Shasta Nelson to come talk with us as well, we had talked about the theme of our conference this year being the power equation, to engage, to educate, and to empower. And we added, you know, jokingly, but it wasn't a joke, we added energy in as as our bonus E because we all know the times we're living in today and felt like the entire uh, membership, our, our collective needed to take a breath through an emotional uh, election season, through the COVID crisis, through the economic challenges we're having, the pressure our clients feel, the pressure we all feel in our daily lives. It was time to kind of level set the energy. And then we got to focusing on the things that we really love, right? The value of NEHU, which is the relationships we all have. I mean, when I think of NEHU, I don't think of a thing. I think of the people that I get to interact with on a daily basis and uh, even people I don't even see and talk to all that much. Uh, When I do see them, it feels like it was yesterday that we talked. So I think that was a great start to our first day. Special thanks go out to uh, my friend and fellow NEHU member, Nama Posniak, who, because of her relationship with Deepak, was able to bring him forward. It's something that she's dreamed about for a long time. She and I talked about it five years ago when she introduced me to the whole practice of meditation. She challenged me as friends do to take it seriously. Uh, I was a little late to the party. Sometimes I am, most of the time I'm too early, but in this particular case, I was a little late to the party, but I have found it to be transformational in my own life. And I think the messages that people heard about Dr. Chopra's uh, vision of, of you know, what total well-being, the future of well-being and the seven essential elements 
uh, was, was really informative for a lot of people. Um, and it's consistent, actually. I had never heard him give that talk. Uh, it was consistent with uh, our, our philosophy at, at my organization, Borslow Insurance and Captivated Health. We are very big, passionate advocates for building cultures of health and well-being with our clients. And our construct has five elements, right? Physical, financial, workplace, community, and mind and spirit. And Dr. Chopra was able to broaden our focus on that, which I think was really, really valuable and do it in a way that most people wouldn't do it. And then we really got a great gift, which we had a chance to meditate, you know, have a guided meditation by Dr. Chopra for 10 minutes. And that, that was really, really cool to experience that. That's something I'll never forget. And then Shasta, I've had the benefit of working with her through another organization, seeing her speak in person when we actually could do that and uh, being touched by her message. We actually invited her into our business. We have uh, almost 70 employees. So uh, we have an annual event every year with our, our team and we invited her in to speak to us and to our Captivated Health membership and give her messages of the business of relationships, right? Of friendships, positivity, consistency, and vulnerability, right? The three legs of the relationship stool. So when you think about those two, those two coming together, it's hard not to have a better start, I guess, than that, right? I definitely agree with that. I think that there couldn't have been two better speakers to start the conference. Hosting a political conference, which is what Capital Conference is, during a time where things are very contentious, I couldn't have thought of two better speakers. As Mark, as you said during the conference, level set everybody to remind everyone that there's more going on than just our political differences. And so to start the conference cool, calm, and collected, I thought was very important. And so they served that role perfectly. They also kind of started everything by breaking us all down, right? To focusing on the individual, your well-being, making sure you're okay, taking those deep breaths with Dr. Chopra. I know we keep saying everything that's happened this year, but even just the couple of weeks leading up to Capitol Conference, in DC, where we normally would all be here together. So being able to level set, take those deep breaths, start from I, I am, and then build out through that meditation and then leading into to Shasta Nelson talking about groups and interacting and networking and being able to build beyond the, the I am into a we as that's at NEHU and then go into those networking breakouts and, and hopefully meeting some new people. We were trying to make sure that the environment of bumping into each other in the hallway on your way to coffee, when we're in person, that we could try to replicate that and meeting new people, but seeing familiar faces as well. And we were able to do that within our kind of NEHU bubble. And then we broadened out beyond that in the following days and bringing in the rest of the community, the policy community, by bringing in our coalition partners and members of Congress. So really built from the individual out to everyone that's involved in the advocacy work that we do at NEHU. Yeah, Marcy, to your point, I would just add to that. When you hear the feedback we heard from the representatives that came through, whether it was a Senator or a congressperson or a regulator, they all had a consistent theme of immense respect for our organization, for the outreach of, we wanna partner with you you're valuable in the ecosystem. Uh, that was a clear theme for me uh, coming from everybody we heard. So I think as a member, we can all take great comfort in the fact that we've built a great reputation, uh, which gives us the ability to influence. It's not the only thing that's important to our membership, as we know, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but it's an important thing for us all to acknowledge that <clears throat> we have spent many decades 
developing a reputation for being bipartisan, for being down the middle of the road, for looking at things through principles and making sure we're able to serve our client base, uh, whether it be an individual, an employer, whoever it might be relative to healthcare and all the things that affect people. That's what rallies us all together, right? It's the collective message of we want to make the healthcare system easier and more affordable for people. So throughout the conference, we heard from several members of Congress, as we mentioned, such as Senator Susan Collins, Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, along with Congressman Kurt Schrader, Ed Perlmutter, Mike Gallagher, among several others. And some of them were personally interviewed by NAHU members, including you, Mark. So what did you think of the remarks that the members of Congress delivered for our association? So I thought the, um, the members of Congress that came to speak to us, and the, one of the most exciting ones for me was the discussion with uh, Senator Collins. I actually know Senator Collins. When I say know her, I'm not personal friends with her, but I've, I've met her on several occasions. The most recent was the summer before we had the pandemic outbreak. I actually participated with her in a small group of, of, of folks. The chief of staff for President Trump, Mark Meadows, was in the group. She was sitting next to me at lunch. I mean, it was just kind of a, I, I didn't plan it that way. It just happened that way. I tell you the story because we got to know each other uh, in that setting. And so the chance to speak with her personally and then to do it with Dane, our current president, uh, who's also a personal friend of mine and a fellow UBA member, it was really natural for the three of us to have a conversation. And then what I really walked away with was her grasp of these complicated topics that we all live in every day. And her not only understanding of the topics, but her ability to articulate them like we do, you know, taking the mystery out of them, taking the insurance ease, if you will, uh, out of them, the legal ease out of it. I thought she was very skilled at putting across the things that we care about. And the biggest one for me was her outreach to us, you know, on her whole notion for quality. She's championed price transparency for a long time, and that's how she and I know each other. But she's also now focusing on the thing I think is actually even more important, which is quality. You know, in anything else we buy, the ability to look at quality information needs to be coupled with price. But you can't look at one or the other. You have to look at both because both, in, in our view, determines value for people. So I thought she did a fantastic job of really laying that out. And it was interesting to hear uh, her perspectives when Dane asked the question about Medicare, her open thinking about the public option, her disdain for the even thought of it because it's not affordable and it won't solve the problem uh, that we're all trying to solve. I thought those were some pretty impactful things she said. But Marcy, what did you walk away with? Yeah, one of my favorite parts of Capitol Conference, and, and I have a lot of favorite parts about it over the years, but one of my favorite parts is when we have these members of Congress. And this year we were able to have more than, than ever because we were virtual. Oftentimes, and I'll, and I'll use Collins as an example, over the past four years, when you see Collins in the media, it's about her swing vote in the Senate, and it's very politicized. And when you get comments or interviews with her in the media, it's not always highlighting the depth of information that she's able to bring on several different issues, one of them being healthcare. So for Capitol Conference, we're able to really hone in on those areas that they specialize in. And so to have Collins speaking specifically on transparency and then Schrader coming in and talking about COBRA as creditable coverage. I mean, who asks about that when they're on? And MSN Senator Collins agrees. <laughs> Senator Collins said the same thing and agrees. She, she agrees with us on that too. So right, right. Reality of thought there too. It's just amazing. And then to have Gallagher and Perlmutter to come together and 
talk about, uh, again, they were talking about transparency and that duo, they are bipartisan. They actually came together because we reached out to Perlmutter's office and he said, well, I don't want to come without my buddy Gallagher. And so they came on together and kind of put their own little panel together so they could get into the weeds a little bit on transparency. That little connection point you just brought up is what I see happening in NHU all the time. There are people who don't share the same political philosophy that I might have as an individual, but they're on the other side of the aisle. But we enjoy each other as people, have high respect for each other as professionals, and we're able to talk about serious things and find areas of commonality. So I, to me, that, that those two coming on board together was a representation of actually who we are. Absolutely. In the past, we've had the chairman of the Problem Solvers Caucus on the House side that have come together and done kind of their buddy duo. So this was a good chance to see a Republican and Democrat coming on together. And then we did equal it out amongst the speakers that we had, but then also having Representative Blunt Rochester coming and talking about social determinants of health, which has become a big topic that has sprung up over the last year. Obviously, it was on people's radar before that, but has really been highlighted because of COVID-19 and the, the treatment available and the way that the disease has spread. So really being able to get some of these hot topic issues from the members of Congress that are personally working on them was just really amazing. So I think one of the most important speakers we had at Capitol Conference this year was Jeffrey Grant, current acting director of Sasayo. And he spoke at great length about how important agents and brokers are to HHS. What did you guys think of his remarks? Jeff is one of my favorite wonks over at Sasayo. He is a career staff member. So he has been there through several administrations. He's been there since the Obama administration. And this also has a fun story about how we got him. When they announced the SEP for February 15th to May 15th, in late January, I emailed over to our folks at Sasayo and said, hey, how can we help with this? And they immediately said, Marcy, jump on a call with us. And I thought I was just going to be talking with the normal folks I talked to over there. And Jeff Grant was on. He's the acting director of Sasayo. And he just kept saying these wonderful things about agents and brokers and how important you all are to enrollment in the exchange and how you've broken records this past year. Over 55% of enrollments in the exchange were due to agents and brokers. And so I said, you know who really needs to hear this message? It's our members. And our capital conference is just a week after the SEP opens up. So we would love to have you. And they were trying to sell me on coming and I was the one inviting them. They were so excited to come and talk to you all. And that's also why Jeff Grant's message was shared on social media and in email for everyone to see, because they were just that thrilled about what you all do in the healthcare community and what you're doing to help enrollments and, and to get people covered, especially during this, this time with the pandemic. You know, Marcy, I would tag on to that and say the analogy I would use is when you were a kid and the adults would be eating at one table and the kids would be eating at another table. You know, you had to fight for a seat at the table. It was, it was hard to be invited and hard to be accepted. And I think what, what his comments meant to me is we don't need to feel that way about who we are. We are at the table. And I, and I think that's what his comments meant to me in the Biden administration. He understands our value. He understands our role in the ecosystem, and which is great because then we don't have to defend or educate about who we are and what we stand for. We can focus on how do we make it better and work with the administration and 
the new Congress to do that. So in addition, we also heard a fantastic presentation from Avik Roy from the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity. This has proven to be one of the most popular sessions. What did he talk about and why do you think folks enjoyed it so much? Avik is a long friend of NEHU. He has spoken at Capitol Conference before. He also was a recipient of a grant that we provided to him to write a white paper for the New York chapter to be able to provide to the New York legislature on their attempts towards single payer. They have not succeeded yet. Thanks much in part to Avik Roy and the paper that he put together for us there. So we were thrilled to have him back. And I'm even more excited that he had such a, a wonderful review. I think maybe he didn't translate it as well when he was on stage a couple of years ago, but being able to have his slides right there in front of you on your screen and see how engaged he is when he's talking about things. He talked about transparency. He talked about the threat to employer-sponsored coverage, what is going to be important in the markets moving forward as we see some of these um, emphasis kind of leaning onto the individual market and how we all play a role in this. And so I think that part of his presentation is really what grabbed hold of, of members and why they found it so interesting. And several of our members said, can, can you send this to Congress? They need to hear him. And he does testify before Congress. Um, so we, we will also do our part. Oftentimes we're asked who we would suggest to testify for different things. And he'll definitely be on the top of our list. Yeah, the first time I saw Avic speak was in, um, in Boston, and he was the guest of the Mass Association of Health Plans, uh, their annual conference. And he was on a panel discussion, and he spoke about transparency, which you know, it's not a secret to anybody how, how passionate I am about that particular subject. So when we invited him to speak, actually, when I raised the idea of bringing him and you're like, oh, we have a great relationship with Avic. I'm like, well, that's fantastic because I just saw him speak and I think his message is spot on to what we're doing. And what I really enjoyed about his talk is it's kind of interesting. I I never saw his slides because he didn't have a slide presentation when he presented in in Boston. It, It was a panel discussion about the subject of transparency. And so he engaged me that way. But this time he had some, because it was virtual, he had some really powerful graphics that he put up. And the one that he put up is how I always explain our healthcare system. He just did it in different ways. And he did it from a economist standpoint. What I mean by that is he first understands that the reason health insurance is expensive is because healthcare is expensive, which we all know that's the truth. But he explained it in a way with the four, what I typically call, he calls it the American healthcare design explained in one chart. I basically say there's four sets of governing bodies that made the rules for our system that we all live in. The government, right? Big hospital systems, which exist in every major metropolitan area, uh, big pharma, and then health insurance carriers. Doctors really don't wield the big uh, negotiating stick, if you will, in the equation. Those four do. And then they administer the healthcare process through an opaque process called coding and billing. And so now that we've actually disclosed that, I don't have a problem with coding and billing or fee-for-service. People make it about fee-for-service being the problem. It's not fee-for-service. It's the complete lack of transparency about what the, how that fee-for-service is generated and when people get the information, uh, not the fact that it actually happens, right? So long story short, I think Avic's perspective of the challenges, his truth through economic data about what's wrong with the healthcare system, that it's too expensive, 
It's fiscally unsustainable. There's a lack of personal choice and there's extreme monopoly power, whether you're talking about the government, big pharma, health insurers, the four entities that I talked about. I mean, he acknowledges that. So by acknowledging that, you can actually then say, okay, well, if this is the construct, how do we, how do we uh, reform it? How do we adjust it? Whatever word you'd like to use. How do we adjust it so that it works for the people it was intended to work for, which is the consumer? And one thing I appreciated about his presentation, I think because of some rhetoric going on in politics, people think that universal coverage or any plan to cover as many people as possible is synonymous with Medicare for all, but that's not true. And I think he also did a great job in his presentation of outlining different paths to universal coverage that utilize the private market, not necessarily something harmful like public option and Medicare for all. It is now time for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour Toast of the Week. What are we toasting to this week? Well, this week we are toasting to Mark Ganya, our Vice Chair of the Legislative Council and Chairman or MC of this year's Capitol Conference. We are so thrilled for his leadership throughout the entire event and the speakers that we're able to bring in and the caliber of our first virtual conference. So here's to you, Mark. Oh, thank you, Marcy. I appreciate that. And, and to both you and to Dan and to Mo and to Husney and to John and Chris and Nathan, Janet. And I mean, the list goes on and on about the people I could thank for the amazing opportunity to participate in this year's Capitol Conference. And I'd be remiss if I didn't thank my friend and fellow colleague and NHU member Eugene Starks for inviting me into the opportunity to provide this value or be a part of providing this value to everybody. As I said to uh, Marcy and to Dan, this wouldn't have been possible without us collaborating the way we did. It wouldn't have been possible to have the excellence of what everyone experienced without every one of us holding ourselves to that excellence standard. And that's what we did. We didn't even know that we all three share that together. And I know it goes beyond the three of us, but it matters. It matters in what the ultimate work product looks like. And I'm very proud of the work that we all did together. So thank you guys for being great teammates. Our association is very well served by you guys. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for the NAHU Healthcare Happy Hour, the official podcast of the National Association of Health Underwriters. For more information on NAHU's government affairs efforts or to become a member, visit NAHU.org.